Hey guys, and welcome back to Scotch Egg in the Bath. It's a podcast all about things you love, things you hate, a spooky, spooky yum yum, which is a little treat you want to introduce to the rest of the world, and a lovely little woody rather. My name is Guy. I'm Kai. I'm Owen. And today we're joined by Lisa. Lisa, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, my darlings. How are you? Oh, not too bad, not too bad. Lisa, tell us something that you like. Right, I really like Supernatural. The items, not the programme, as in ghosts, UFOs, werewolves, all that kind of creepy type shit. I came across a book um, from my mum's room. It's a proper book, not a dirty book. When I was about five years old. And I just started reading it. I found it, hey, this is kind of spooky. And when the other kids were reading Edith Blyton, I just found the horror books and started reading those because I could scare the shit out of the other kids. Cool. Did you believe in like the supernatural? Absolutely. What's your favourite bit of it? What do you kind of, is it the ghosts aspect or? Oh, all of it. The ghosts, yeah. aliens, things that might not be there, might be there. I mean, aliens, have you seen my last two ex-husbands? Definitely aliens. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to believe in aliens when you come home with them sort of things, you know. It's just different sort of stuff. It's off the cuff and people, you know. Not only that, if people think you're a bit weird, you don't get lambed with weirdos because they keep away from you because they think you're really weird. Your superhero origin story is not, I wanted to do justice in the world. It's, I wanted to fuck with the other kids. Pretty much, yeah. When I was little, and I, I am still little now in size, I was always short and fat, so the other kids would sort of push me around, so I used to get them back by scaring the shit out of them. Have you ever had a run-in with anything supernatural? Other than my two ex-husbands that are aliens, not really. No, I've been to a few places where you think, oh, did that happen? Did that door slam? Or am I just too pissed? I can't remember whether I locked the door or not. But other than that, no, I don't think so. What is your favourite little specific part of the supernatural world? It's not knowing whether or not it's true or not. Mm. I mean, I obviously believe in it, but people try and prove it wrong. I mean, there's so much crap on TV now about where people get, oh, I'm possessed, I'm possessed, I'm in a haunted house. And you think, what a bit of a tit that is. You know, there's a few... <laughs> who watch certain programmes, who believe in it. But it's not known whether it's true and the history behind it as well. I love the history of how did that person, alleged ghost, happen to be that ghost, you know, beheadings, murders, that sort of thing, massacres. Always good for haunting massacres are. So is it like the mystery behind everything that intrigues you to pursue the history of these different types of things? Yes, I think it is, because you've got to find out whether or not it started as a, a folklore or a legend or whether someone's just trying to piss with somebody else and just make a load of crap up. <laughs> no, I've worked in a few places that were claimed to be haunted. Just to be, to, I mean, no matter where you go, you always tell a new person that place is haunted just to scare the shit out of them. And then you then kind of say, oh, well, you're here tonight, clock, lock up, enjoy yourself, but don't do this and just don't do that. I've always thought about what I would do if I ran into it, like if, if I met a ghost. Um, if I ran into a ghost, I'd probably go straight through it. Wee. Uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> come so, on. There we go. If you encountered a ghost, what do you think your reaction would be? Would you be scared or would you be intrigued or what? I would be intrigued and try and get my camera out to prove it was real. Proper ghost hunts, not this Scooby-Doo type thing where it's some <laughs> fairground manager causing havoc. I would try and just, you know, get my phone out. Hey, look what I've done. Look at this. Is this true or not? 
So, Lisa, your first instinct is to pop out the vlog. Hey, guys, and welcome back to Super Spooky Supernatural <laughs> Tours. I'm, you're, you're joined by Lisa today, and I'm also joined by a ghost. You're Swedish in this for some reason. I'm not sure why. <laughs> I think it would have been good if you did it in, like, a really soft Scouse accent, like Derek Akora. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I was going to do an impression, but my impressions are horrible. I can only do, like, really, really bad Scouse accents. Like, one of those, I can't do one of those, like... You know the Beatles when the Beatles. Yeah. Um, what if you do it like you're speaking like Paul O'Grady? <laughs> Behind me the werewolf, and I'd like to introduce you. This werewolf has been adopted from Battersea Dogs Trust, and he's, he's living a kind, gentle retirement out in out in the open, and he's enjoying his years. Once a month, things do get a little bit tricky, but then again, that's the same with all my ex-girlfriends. <laughs> it used to be a werewolf, but it's all right now. <laughs> oh come on oh that was spooky yeah. <laughs> listeners you thought this this was a, a bit of a highbrow podcast i mean you didn't really did you but really it's just it's just an absolute base and trough of jack jokes still better than russell howard's good news though lisa what would you say is the most believable part for you of the supernatural believable i think it's when stories get carried through because it's the same story over and over again I mean, a good example is, do you guys um, know Devon, been to Devon before? Yep. Right, there's a little place just outside Torquay called Jay's Grave. And every night there's fresh flowers on that grave. And people have sat up and watched it, never seen anybody, but the flowers still appear. Also, on the 15th of June, I think it's either June or July, there's a headless horseman that rides from Charlton through to the Priory. And people quite often sit and wait for that. And it's just, some people said, yes, they've heard the horse. Some people say they haven't. So it's, you know these things happen so there must be something there it's just like monty python though really isn't it it's just two it's guys just, going, yeah. <laughs> just winding you up like. yeah you used to go to the windmill to get your go through the night juice to make sure you didn't get cold and you're probably hearing god knows what then and that is a spirit of a different sort <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is the most realistic thing to appear is it the werewolves the mermaids the fairies I think it'll be vampires. I mean, they have dug up graves in Hungary where they've found bricks shoved in the mouth and stakes through the heart. They've been digging those up recently as, what, 30 years ago? But not crappy, sparkly vampires from bloody Break It, whatever. Proper vampires <laughs> from Lost Boys with Kiefer Sutherland. Ladies and gents, we are mere minutes into the podcast and we've already dissed Robert Pattinson and we've worshipped <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland. And that's how it should be. Kiefer Sutherland for new Batman? Mm? <laughs> can do anything. <laughs> to you. I'm up for nine and a half weeks, if you remember that film. No. <laughs> no, I don't. No, no idea. I'll end it to you. You'll see what I'm talking about. Oh. Uh, well, I can't remember what my question was. Give me, oh, give me sorry, a hot minute. It's the, it's the Merlot that's getting to me. It's, it's the Merlot. It's the half a bottle of Merlot. I hope that wasn't taken from the Grenelle Lounge. It'd be well out of date by now. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. You know Grenelle Lounge can't afford M&S label. Oh, no. <laughs> no, this was left in our family cabinet, but like um, everyone in the house is teetotal, apart from me. Do you know, when I, was, when I left home the first time, my mother gave me a bottle of vodka. Oh, we don't drink this. Unfortunately, I've been drinking that since I was about 15 years old and I've been watering it down. So when I left home, oh. I left home a bottle of water. <laughs> well, my mother never knew. Until now. <laughs> Lisa's well. mum also joined Skype. <laughs> Lisa, what happened in that bottle of vodka? I swear to God, I'll wring your neck like a spring chicken. My mother isn't northern. Sorry. Was that a northern accent? <laughs> <laughs> it was meant to be Alan Shearer. 
<laughs> what do you think they've got hiding in Area 51? Um, I reckon they're probably Clinton's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> a list of things they've got in, in 51. Maybe there should got... be one. A list of things to put in Area 51. <laughs> Clinton's <laughs> ex-girlfriend, Shrek 6 through 9. Um... <laughs> Alan Shearer. <laughs> Breaking Dawn, the vampire film, the sparkly vampires. <laughs> yeah. That clone name. Do you remember the clone of Paul McCartney? The original Avril Lavigne. Uh, all the works what dummies from the Great Yarmouth Museum that look like dodgy people. Yes. Yeah. Dodgy yeah. people as a whole could be there as yeah. well. Yeah. That's true. I don't reckon anything's there. Derek Accorda just like leading the whole, like the conductor of it all. <laughs> That, that was my. Like that was Jimmy Carragher, actually. Oh, exactly. Well, that's uh, that's not, that's perfect then. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Calm down. <laughs> Jimmy Carragher's now doing ghost investigations. Is he? There's a job after football, I suppose. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think let's take a vote on that. I'm going to go for a yes. I'm a fan of that. I, I didn't go in convinced. I was like, yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little bit airy fairy. It's a little bit, yeah. But, like, I love the fact that, that you can have speculation and you can kind of build on the mythology yourself. I like the comedy of it. I'm a fan. So, Lisa, it's a yes from me. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's also a yes for me. Um, similar to Guy. With, I don't really believe in a lot of the supernatural. However, the whole history behind it and, like you said before, about carrying on certain, basically, rumours about, like, Headless Horseman and it's actually Monty Python. Stuff similar to Area 51, I think the whole law behind it saying that there's aliens in there and when actually it's probably just a government facility for military purposes it's also quite interesting so yeah it's a yes for me yeah i'm gonna give a yes as well you got three yeses on that one i quite like the the, the way you went into that argument you were like you weren't like oh, the supernatural is definitive kind of motion is a definitive thing you kind of went oh yeah i, th- I think it's, it's it's worth me believing but i'm not 100 sure and you gave your arguments and stuff like that which is a fantastic way to do an essay, I think. So, like, yeah, I think you've, you've, uh, you've got three out of three on your first one, Lisa. Well done. Blended. Right, after that hell of a spooky conversation, Lisa, tell us something you hate. I hate slow people that get in front of you. I have to use a bus. I'm a bus wanker. But the old people that get on the bus, last of all, we've got to be the first ones off. They get up on the stop before they need to get off, spend two hours talking to Doris about her operation and little Trevor's prostate on the way down. They then spend two hours talking to the bus driver. In the meantime, you're behind them. And then to make it worse, they then get in front of you on the pavement you're trying to run to work with their trolleys. Little Trevor's prostate. That is <laughs> just, that is ingrained into my memory from, from now on. Great name for an indie band. I swear I read about them in NME. What, <laughs> Trevor's prostate? Yeah, Little Trevor's prostate. Is Little Trevor a child with a dodgy prostate? Or is he just a very small man? He's a very small man. Uh, He's married to Big Maureen, you know. (laughs) (laughs) No, Trevor and Big Maureen. (laughs) Oh, my. Yeah, these people then get off in front of you on the pavement and they then become a magnificent seven where they all line up with trolleys and shopping trolleys and walkers and they then take up the whole of the pavement and then start talking about somebody else's operation and the weather. And you're trying to get round them and you can't. Right. So here's my question. Do you hate slow people in general? People like you're walking behind and they just don't want to move? Or are you just hating on old people? That's the question. No, it's slow people. Absolutely slow people. Nothing against old people because sometimes they can (laughs) run fast. Because every example you've given us just points towards every elderly person who's got a back problem. (laughs) And the thing is, they never move over. They literally block the gangways in the bus and then block the gangways in the supermarket and then block the gangways on the pavements. 
as someone who it appears completely hates the weak and feeble, would you consider yourself to be like an extreme Darwinist? No, but I'm a very fast walker. For those tiny little legs you have. Absolutely, I'm close to the ground. Lisa's like a weeble. She just doesn't fall over. A weeble would imply I'm fat. I'm not fat. <laughs> not in- you know I didn't mean that. Uh... What annoys you more? Is it the fact that people are walking slowly or the fact they're just sort of loitering and having a conversation while they do it? I think it's a bit of both. Same with the queues in the trolleys. If you're queuing up your supermarket stuff, start putting your stuff on the conveyor belt. Don't stand there looking at it when there's two and a half foot space on the conveyor belt. Put it on, get out. <laughs> I used to work in a supermarket, oh. so you'd be sitting there banging the conveyor belt, waiting for them to load their stuff while they're looking around at the lights and the other people. So you go, come on. Like those type of people that work at Aldi, other supermarkets are available, and you work in Aldi and then you've got no bags or anything like that and they're just pushing stuff off and you're like, oh, oh, and you're like, a, you're like something out of a circus, you're like a juggling act. And they're like, <laughs> oh, that's £30, please. And you're like, oh, it's in my back pocket. Um, well, yeah, no, and all your cracked eggs are on the floor, you're chasing your rolling watermelon down the store. <laughs> oh, just give me, just give me a minute, just got to get my, just got to get my mom's own cards out. Excuse me, just give me, just give me get my water. And your, your watermelon's rolling in between the customer's legs like sorry sorry excuse me sorry sorry oh how's little trevor's prostate good yeah good oh, sorry <laughs> this is the watermelon you leave my watermelons out of this mate before the day you had the electronic ones you used to slide them down you used to put them there and slide them down and then it's always sitting there and be looking at each other well can you start to pack then because it just builds up and you have to stand and push it all down slide them down i just imagine little hamsters underneath the like the conveyor belt just just <laughs> tapping away just think of all those unemployed hamsters now then <laughs> it's furious Exactly. Technology is taking over and it's causing mass unemployment of the rodent families. (laughs) Fuck you, Asda. (laughs) What punishment would you give out to people who are, let's say, um, multiple felons of slow walking? Let me think. I know they can start running on a treadmill and that can help run electricity. So if they don't go quick enough, they've got no electricity for their kettles. How about that? Oh, I love that. But then again, it's twofold, isn't it? Because they can get fit while they're boring their kettle at the same time. That way they can learn to speed up a bit. Hang on, Lisa, are you encouraging like <laughs> a concentration working camp for those who do not move quick enough? <laughs> no, punishment. Punishment. If they have one in their house, then they can do it in their own time, you know. But hey, you, you've actually held up everyone's work. So one through the bus, two through pavement and three in the supermarket. So you've got three felons there. So you have to do like an hourly treadmill. Without that, you've got no electricity. But you're getting fit at the same time. So it's more of like a, a community service which would contribute to environmental problems. That's what you're trying to say. Absolutely. And speed them up at the same time. <laughs> Priority. Imagine Deaf Doreen like, gets fined three times for a slow walking and her electric gets cut off. She can't make a cup of tea. And all she has to do is do a 10k sprint on a like, running machine. <laughs> Absolutely. She so deserves we- it, is what I'm trying to say. Fuck you, Doreen, with your one fucking knee. Run! Run! Just <laughs> <laughs> got a cattle prodder and just... <laughs> cattle prodding everyone that's slow in front of you. Better than my treadmill idea. And you come up with that one. You're the sick bugger now. Okay, after that discussion, we're going down to a vote. So, Guy? For me, it is, it is horrific. That is the most 1984 description of systematic oppression towards people who can't move at, at the speed you desire them. You know what, Lisa? Coming into this, I was like, you know what? I'm not keen on the old slow walkers. I wish I could overtake them in the street and that wouldn't be rude or anything like that. I wish they'd just hurry up. But now knowing that you'd want to exterminate them through through treadmill death, I'm I'm not so inclined to that. So it's a no from me. No, I'm I'm completely opposite. I'm all for it. I want to see the world suffer. 
um, for their cup of teas. Um, you need to work for that tea, baby. <laughs> On that treadmill, Doris and, and Trevor with your dodgy prostate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do agree. Slow walkers is a big pain. and <laughs> I wouldn't go as far as elderly people because they can't help it, but for general purposes of people on their phones and slow, I do agree with you. I wouldn't go as harsh as turning off their electricity and they have to produce their own, but most of the points I do agree. So it's yes for me. Oh, you just snuck in there, Lisa, with a 2 1 majority. <laughs> right, Lisa, give us your spooky, spooky yum yum. A food that you uh, that people don't normally eat that you would like to introduce to the world. Okay, this is a twofold one. You can either have this food two ways. Now, I stumbled across this while I was pregnant with my first child, so it's going to be gross. Fried egg sandwiches with a nice layer of strawberry jam or Sausage sandwiches, a nice layer of marmalade. Oh, good lord, that is that's atrocious. I mean, I don't want to play my hand too soon, but that's that's atrocious. You've got the mix of sweet and savoury there. That's I think absolutely. That's my... It's working man's sweet and sour, really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Not one of those Cornish passes that you get with like half and halves that we discussed. Oh, excuse me, put some respect on the Bedfordshire clanger. Oh, the Bedford, yeah, yeah, Beth just having the Bedfordshire clanger. Lisa, going back to your point about the working man's sweet and sour, are you saying like uh, like your old chimney sweep finishes his day up up the bloody up the bloody chimney? And he goes, you know what I fancy? I fancy nipping down the old Dragon King. And then he looks into his wallet. He's like, he's like oh, I've only got thrappany bit and a couple of crowns. I don't think I can afford it today. I think I might have myself a sausage sammy with, with some sort of fruit conserve attached to it. Because that'll do just the trick. Can't be fruit conserve. It's got to be marmalade. You're not hearing me here. It's got to be marmalade with sausages or jam with the egg. There's no two ways. You can't swap and switch it. Yeah, you're right, Lisa. I'm in the wrong here. <laughs> So you can't have a, a sausage sandwich with, with, with jam and egg and marmalade sandwich. <laughs> that would be just gross. What bread are you oh. going with this, by the way? What, what, what bread? A plain white bread. You don't want to take away the flavour of the two combinations, do you? Do you have butter on it as well? A uh, mm, thin layer. Thin layer. A proper butter, not this axle grease pretending butter stuff. <laughs> axle grease pretending butter? <laughs> I've never tried <laughs> I just have a bit of WD-40 for my butter. It tastes like WD-40, I'm telling you. Is it Pam? Like the American like tin spray? What is it you like about it so much? I just like the flavour, literally, because you've got, you've got the egg, which is nice anyway. Proper runny egg, so as you cut it, it breaks into the jam. Mm. So you get the kind of that nice, savoury, eggy flavour, and then you get the jam underneath as like a sweet sweetness. And then with the sausage sandwich, you obviously get one that's cooked properly, not, you know, semi-raw, cooked to death, because that's so hard. And as you cook into it, you get the soft meat, and that mixes with the marmalade, you get like a caramel effect to that. I'll tell you what, put it on your menu, it'll sell like mad, I'm telling you. It will sell like bad, that's what it'll do. <laughs> do you still eat this now, or was it just when you were pregnant? I still eat it now, but I can't eat it in front of any of my family because I just think I've lost a plot. <laughs> kind of hidden in the corner kind of food I have when I'm alone. It's just, it's just a dark kitchen, okay. so I flip the light switch, and you're in the corner just eating a sausage and jam sandwich. <laughs> Not even the kitchen, the cupboard. <laughs> 
<laughs> the borrower's over here. <laughs> he opens the drying cupboard to turn on the boiler just to find you huddled in the corner. Absolutely, eating my bacon, uh, eating my sausage and marmalade sandwich. Absolutely. All right, let's take a vote on this one. For me, um, it, that's a spooky, spooky nay, nay. That's a no from me. Um, that sounds hideous. It sounds ghastly. It sounds disgusting. And I think that's just criminal. So no from me. Vile. I think for myself, uh, going back to the first um, episode of this podcast with the crackers and jam, um, I think there was something there to it. I wouldn't say much the egg. The egg is a bit odd. But I think for the sausage, it's the same with like cranberry uh, sauce at Christmas. Sausage and marmalade are quite good. Egg and jam, just complete no for me. No, just no. But I'm not kind of a sweet and savoury together mix. I mean, I'm very much a kind of happy dinner and then have dessert afterwards. Um so I can't say yes on this one. I was, it's a no. Have my five pints and then I have my dessert. <laughs> <laughs> five pints <of> start. <laughs> After that jam-packed conversation, Lisa, give us a would you rather. Right, I thought long and hard about this and I thought this is one that everyone can get on board with. A year with your worst ex or a year as Donald Trump's bitch? Oh. Oh. I'm, I'm guessing you have to live in an accommodation with both you have them, right? to live with them you have to live with them as your partner but obviously right. in donald trump's scenario you have to be his bitch so you have to have his every whim answer to let's get the parameters straight up here so with your ex what does it entail do you just have to be around her live with them but you haven't got to have naughties involved but you have to share the house you know like share the child the chores any children you may have had or not had that kind of thing Living as a partner, but without the naughties, unless you want your naughties in there. But Donald Trump's bitch. So everything he wants. If he wants a cup of tea, you've got to go and do it. If he wants you to run around the White House naked, you have to do it. <laughs> yeah, I just want to put out that I would die to get fucked in the butthole by Donald Trump. This is a judgment-free podcast. I would love it if Donald Trump pegged me. It looks like uh, that guy's already made his choice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've got nothing against my exes, but, but the chances of getting completely ploughed by POTUS himself... It's something I can't pass up. <laughs> Ploughed by POTUS. Ploughed by oh. POTUS. That's another good indie band. Good look. Another <laughs> good indie band. Like <laughs> little Trevor's prostate. There you go, guy. That's the uh, episode's name. Ploughed by POTUS. Do you get paid for any of this? Well, like you would if you were somebody else's partner. So you'd be shared money. Obviously, if you're being ploughed by posters, you can have more money anyway because one of the richest men in the yeah. world. Probably yeah. buy you sparkly shit and all that other stuff that probably your ex can't. As a gold digger, I'd love that. <laughs> if, gets, if, if POTUS gets me a Tiffany ring, I would let him <laughs> Tiffany ring me. He probably would ring you, yeah. Oh, God. Maybe he's got a Tiffany ring as well. We don't thought about that. <laughs> what, me and Trump have got matching Tiffany rings? <laughs> And they're the greatest Tiffany rings you've ever seen. They're so round. They've got beautiful, beautiful diamonds. The Mexicans know nothing about our Tiffany rings. They have nothing close. Nothing. Hillary, she's never had a Tiffany ring. More of a Pandora kind of girl. And it's Actually, no, she's never had a Tiffany ring. And Clinton was a bit dodgy, wasn't he? <laughs> it could be a title of something they've done. Fancy a Tiffany ring today, baby? Oh. Well, ask that Molly Kalowinski whether she had a Tiffany ring. Could be her name or something. I did not have Tiffany ring with that woman. <laughs> Would everyone know that you're Donald Trump's bitch? Yes, you have to be on public display with him. So where his wife is now, that scary looking like she's a prisoner, you have to take her place. Right. So you have okay. to get on the plane with him, walk behind the plane, you wave to foreigners and all that kind of stuff and kiss children. <laughs> <and things like> <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I mean, Lisa, I'm happy to get bent over by Donald Trump, 
but waving at a foreigner. As Donald Trump's bitch, you probably could save the world from nuclear destruction, to be fair. That is true. If you're putting his mind somewhere else, especially yeah. if guys play this Tiffany ring, you can probably, yeah. Imagine every angry tweet he's posted in the recent months is just because he's got massive blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> and a really little willy. A toadstool. At least he's not shaped like an egg like the other blokes was. Imagine that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeff Epstein's egg penis. Was it fried or hard boiled? Is what I want to know. Scrapbooked. Scotch. Scotch egg. Scotch egg. That's it. We've done the full circle. All right. Let's take a vote on that one. It, I'm going to be really controversial here, but you've got to bear with me because it's for the greater good. I'm going to go with the Donald Trump thing because I would go there, bite the bullet, be his little bitch for a year, get all the dirt on him, get all the goss on him, release it all, and just become a hero um, and help bring him down from the inside. But start a communist revolution. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep. You, you want to know if there's any Kenji sex dungeons in the bottom of the um, White House? For me, I'd have to go for Donald Trump. He's the President of the United States. Why wouldn't I want to spend some intimate moments with him? He's a repulsive character, but you can't help but be intrigued by horror movies. And for me, I'm going headfirst into a mouthful of Trumpski. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening, guys. That's the end of the podcast. Um, it was a great episode to include in the, the fine Lisa. If you would like to support the podcast, you can follow us on Spotify or you can listen on any other platform that you get your podcast. Take care and we'll see you again soon. Bye-bye. Fairly well. Ta-ta. DTFN. Ooh, DTFN. Scotch egg in the fire Scotch egg in the fire I love it, I hate it, I hate it cause I love it